Welcome to The Green Rush, a podcast about the intersection of cannabis, the capital markets, and culture. On a weekly basis, hosts Ann Donahoe, Lewis Goldberg, and Nick Opich of KCSA Strategic Communications speak with the business leaders, financial experts, cultural icons, legislators, and generally interesting people moving the cannabis industry forward. This week, we're giving our listeners our very first hostful episode of 2021, featuring Ann, Nick, and Phil Carlson, Director of Investor Relations at KCSA. In this episode, our hosts will provide a retrospective to the biggest news in cannabis in 2020 and talk about what they're looking forward to in 2021. Following an exciting election that saw a clean sweep for cannabis legislation and wins by Reverend Raphael Warnick and John Ossoff in Georgia's special runoff senatorial races, 2021 is shaping up to be a monumental year for cannabis. Our hosts will chat about what surprised them most about 2020, what's got them excited for this year, what trends they expect to see or are following closely over the next couple of months, and whether a fully Democrat-led government will finally push the football over the goal line for federally legal cannabis. Now, on to the show. Happy New Year, Green Rushers. We are so excited to start a new year of podcasts with everybody out there. Uh, we decided to do, uh, we didn't do a hostful at the end of last year, so we decided to do a hostful at the beginning of this year to talk about some of the news and what's going on in the world. So I'm joined by my esteemed colleagues and friends, Hi, Nick Opich and Phil Carlson. Hi, guys. Hey, and happy 2021. Happy 2021. Uh, so, you know, let's get into it. We, so we have this outline that we do. I'm just going to bring everyone up to date here. We have this outline, a Google Doc that we do, and uh, Nick and I worked on it on Tuesday, and I have in there election results. We'll know Georgia results by then if we don't descend into civil war. And I was joking. <laughs> Five days <laughs> into 2021. Five days. So the... Five days. We can't... This is why we can't have nice things. Um, so I think we dive into election results, Georgia, what it means, what we expect for, the, for, for a Biden-Harris administration, Let's start with some good news there. Nick, you want to start us off? Yeah, no, it's How do you feel about Georgia? I feel good about Georgia. You know, it, it's one, it's just amazing that uh, I think for the first time in the state, a, a black man and a Jewish man are going to represent um, a, a state in the South. And so that's just amazing in and of itself. And then add in that they're both um, Democrats giving the, the, uh, the democratic party, a full supermajority across, well, not supermajority, but, you know, leadership in both the house, the Senate, and now the presidency. And so, you know, that it should be most taken away that, you know, from the results of this election, the Democrats have a true mandate to be able to put forth a progressive agenda. You know, we saw, we saw Arizona flip, we saw Georgia flip, we saw Biden ascend to the presidency and, uh, Nancy Pelosi maintaining the leadership in the house. So, you know, this is the time in the next two years where I think we can really see a lot of progress on a number of issues, most notably, though, cannabis. So, you know, we've, we've seen for, for a long time and, and talked about it in the past, you know, with uh, the Safe Banking Acts, the MORE Act, the different 
different type of legislation that's been discussed and passed through the House. And now we have the opportunity to see it move forward with the Senate. Kamala Harris has been a championship uh, or been a champion for for this legislation. And so, you know, a, a, I believe a quick, easy win for um, the Democrats would be to, you know, at the very least pass safe banking so that these states can start, you know, um, having a better opportunity to open up either legal medical or recreational markets and, you know, get some more tax dollars into their pockets because they clearly need it after the rough year that we just had. Yeah, we've already seen some some companies making moves, um, you know, in light of the, um, you know, positive legislative atmosphere, I guess we'll call it. <laughs> Could be a show title. Um, you know, so uh, Phil, what, what's your take there? And and as a New Jersey resident, tell us what's going on there. Um, yeah, you know, what is going on here? Um, you know, just like going off the results from Tuesday, um, we're recording on Friday and it feels like 700 years ago. Just so we're all on the same page. So long ago, right? So <laughs> I, it's, it, it's, this has been a very long week. I, I'm looking forward to tomorrow, 105 PM. Eastern. Let's go Buffalo. Um, yeah. The, uh, so Kamala Harris, she would, she like co-introduced the more act, right? But she was yeah, the Yeah. In the center. Sponsored. Yeah. yeah. They so, call it sponsored Phil. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Um, you know, <laughs> Could we see the more act pass? Potentially, you know, there's so much that still needs to happen, right? There, I, I, I'm just, I want to see a, a smooth transition here um, happen in the next few weeks. And then from there, let's, let's hope that we can get some of these to pass, like the more act, safe banking act. I think with the safe banking act, once that goes through, um, you know, We'll, we'll see these guys here in the U.S. start. start um, I, I'm hoping that they start taking off even more than they already have um, because now they'll have access to additional capital. So there's a lot to happen here, but um, fingers crossed. When you talk about – hold on real quick. Uh, sorry, Ann. Uh, but uh, what do you mean by taking off? Like what What does that look like? If, if safe banking passes and, and you know, the, these companies fill – like have the opportunity to get the money, you know, what, 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 what's, what's the, what do you think is the best case scenario that we see out of that? Well, I, you know, it can't be, I think they came out today, right. And said that they're hoping to be within, within a year, hoping to be operating here in the U S. So that's just based on the favorable results that we saw from Tuesday. Um, hopefully we'll see some of these guys have bank accounts at bank of America or JP Morgan that they don't have to worry about getting shut down every month or, Things like that, you know, something that's going to, I don't know what the exact, what the correct word is, but, um, you know, progress, I guess that's, that's what I'm looking for. Do we think that, you know, everyone's talked, the, the word that everyone wants to just punt and like leave from, from the vocabulary is unprecedented, but I can't think of another word that, that, um, captures the the moment that we're in. I mean, um, you know, we had the uh, the Capitol building, you know, stormed uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, you know, we've still have the coronavirus running rampant. I mean, I'm in LA County and it is, it is dire. Um, you know, there's 4,000 people dying a day. So I'm wondering, you know, the Biden, the Biden administration has, has a lot on its plate right now. Do we think that cannabis 
and and the legalization movement will get lost you know, in, in favor of trying to kind of knit the country back together in some of the most basic ways? Well, I think you're going to have to, some of these states are already taking action where they, they need the tax revenue. Look at New York, right? They need it. New Jersey needs it. Um, I actually got an email from Nug the other day that says, I'm not sure if, if the listeners are familiar with Nug, but. Um, we've had, um, we've had them on the pod yeah yeah. you know you go online you fill out the all everything that you need to online medical not complete medical history whatever doctor calls you in like 15 minutes you know why do you need medical cannabis number of reasons you get approved if it fits and then you get your card in like two weeks and um you know their nug has now moved into new york in new jersey or they've been in new york uh, but in, you know, they, I think they started in California, Nevada, New York, but now they're, they're moving into New Jersey. I think, um, you know, states need the tax revenue. You're going to see it from multiple areas. And I think, I don't think it gets lost. Uh, there's obviously other things that are at the forefront here, but um, I think we'll see some action this year for sure. And And just to build off Phil's point, I don't know if it's so much that you know, the Biden administration needs to be the one that leads on this. The opportunity really is for the Senate and for them to come up with, you know, innovative solutions to to tackle the tax problems that states have had and, you know, the unemployment numbers that have been so high. The, it's all well and good to, you know, offer stimulus checks that are going to help people in the short term, make sure that they can, you know, pay their rents and stuff like that. But the long term growth and how we get people back into their jobs and into a functioning economy is going to take innovative ideas. And one of those is going to be through cannabis because we've seen it work already. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, I'm thinking it's going to be more on how much does Chuck Schumer want to lead on this versus the Biden administration. Interesting. And you're now officially talking to us from Arizona full time. Uh, you, (laughs) you made the big move. Tell us what's going on in that state. You guys, you guys had a big election year too. It, it was an exciting election. Uh, nobody's going out. Well, I, I'm not going outside as Arizona <laughs> has the highest in the world uh, COVID uh, rates per 100,000 people. So uh, that's terrifying. But there's definitely a sense of excitement around the cannabis legislation and, and the coming legalization. Um, unlike, you know, states like Illinois and Michigan, where it was, uh, you know, uh, January one that, you know, adult use sales could, could commence. Arizona's taking a little bit of a, a slower approach. They're writing, they're still, the department of health is still writing, uh, some of the laws, but they have begun, um, accepting applications from the medical dispensaries, uh, uh, around the state to be considered for, um, adult use. Um, from my understanding of the rules is that it'll take about, it'd be about a 60 day process from when those applications are submitted to where the department of health has to respond. So we could start seeing sales out here in Arizona as from what I've seen as soon as March 20th. Um, but at the very latest, um, it'll be April 5th that, the dispensaries will be able to, the medical dispensaries will be able to start selling recreationally. And so, I'm excited about that. My, my new house is not too many blocks away from, uh, from a dispensary, and I have never been to inside of an Arizona dispensary before. So um, I'm excited to, to finally really? do that. I, I have not. They, they have pretty strict um, 
laws in terms of the medical. My family uh, members do have medical licenses, so that's been the case. But one thing that I think is totally weird, and I'm surprised that the Department of Health Services out here hasn't talked about it, is that um, I don't think that delivery of recreational cannabis will be allowed for at least two years. So it's it, even during the pandemic, it's still going to be that um, people that want to purchase will have to go to the stores. I know that they've been doing curbside options, but their delivery is not going to be an available option for a couple of years for Arizona residents, which I think is something that the Department of Health should definitely consider uh, altering to make it you know, safer for people to access. Well, you'll have to fill us in on your first ever stroll through an Arizona dispensary. You know, I've never been in one in New Jersey either. I'm actually kind of looking forward to going into one. But we don't have a date yet, right? Nothing set here in New Jersey yet. Uh, no, I mean, I think it's up to the governor at this point. Yeah, does he even have legislation on his desk yet? I think he does. Again, stuff we should know on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think it goes back to, because I know a number of articles have already been written about it, where I was reading that you know people felt that they passed marijuana legalization in November. And so they can't understand, you know, why aren't, why isn't there more progress going in there? But it's really just, it was kind of seems like it was just more of a mandate for the the legislative body to actually pass it and, and set it up, which I think is very confusing. I think they're also, you know, mapping out ways to, um, to deal with, uh, underage usage and, and stuff like that. So I think that there's some, um, some changes and, and, uh, language being inserted, you know, doing the, the, the horse trading kind of that goes on, um, when making the sausage of laws. Um, so, okay. Right, let's shift to, um, to the, to the markets, uh, and Phil, um, you know, we've already seen, uh, some, some big market, movement happening. I mean, the, the Afria, uh, Tilray merger, um, was, it seems like six months ago or six days ago. What's that? M&A, M&A, M&A. That's what 2021 is going to be all about. And between who? Um, you know, there are some of these one state operators, right? The single state operators that may be attracted to some of these bigger guys that are looking to go into some of these other states. Um, so we're doing the land grab again. I thought the memo of 2020 was run your business, perfect your business. Don't worry about the map and the land grab. Listen there. If the opportunity presents itself, some of these guys, you know, they're, they're not going to say no. Right. So, you know, there could be some of these MSOs. I would love to see it if some of these bigger guys decided, hey, let's 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 get together here. But, you know, as I say, said earlier, Canopy's thinking about coming into the U.S. and hoping to be in the U.S. in the next year. So could these Canadian guys make their way down? It, you know, if the opportunity presents itself and the, the right stuff gets passed this year, absolutely. Um, well, you know. And we got news today, um, again, we're recording on the 8th, um, that uh, Cureleaf is looking to raise uh, $275 million Canadian. Yeah, uh, they and, they raised $130 million on a yeah, bond. That and that's not money just to run your business. That's money to buy, that's buy, money to buy stuff. stuff right? Yeah. 
Yeah. And like Canopy, they have a 21% stake in Terrasen, which is another, you know, major player here in the U.S. alongside their stake that they have in Acreage. So I can see the move if, if things definitely fall the right way. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember uh, we we spoke with uh, Jason Ackerman from Terrasen not too long ago, and, you know, he, he seemed pretty excited about what 2021 could bring. But, Phil, I'm wondering, so when we talk about, you know, consolidation or, or, or M&A and stuff, are we going to see it between, you think, MSOs with MSOs and LPs and LPs, or will we see that cross-border of, you know, some of these Canadian players that have had a head start come in and try and snatch up those, those single-state operators? Uh, to whoever has the most money, right? These guys are building their coffers right now, so let's see what happens. But I, you know, there's people were saying that there wasn't money to be raised. That is obviously not true, considering the deals that we just said. You know, with Columbia Care and with the and Cure Leaf. So, and do you think that's are, all um, election based? I mean, we're seeing it since November. I think it definitely helps. Yeah, the election definitely helps because if the dominoes fall the right way and these guys have the money in place, there's going to be a lot of transactions going on a lot. So the next question I have is more, um, a little more self-serving. So, so we're also doing, as our listeners may know, we have a lot of business now in the psychedelic space and they are fund to two fundamentally different sectors that a lot of people lump together, right? Fairly or unfairly. Um, and you know, a lot of the, the makeup of that investor base feels and looks very similar to the, the, the makeup of the investor base of the, of the the retail investor base of the cannabis community. Do you see, or, or, or are you hearing people transferring, you know, money, uh, you know, or stocks or whatever it is over to psychedelics or are you, uh, is the cannabis industry now competing with psychedelics or is there enough love and money to go around? I think you have some guys that are in the cannabis space that are looking at the psychedelic space. Right. But I, I think the bigger, the the bigger industry would be cannabis, right? So I don't see them really, I see them competing, but then also not competing. I, definitely with the retail money. I'm sorry. And that is called a hedge. That is called a hedge. <laughs> Siri was trying to answer for me, but. Um, Siri, what does she think? Uh, yeah. Siri. Hey Siri, what are your thoughts on psychedelics? I mean, um, I think they are fundamental. I mean, they are obviously fundamentally different. I think the, the, the play, the, the profitability play for cannabis is obviously on the, the adult use recreation side of it. And, and the play for psychedelics, the, you know, as, as certainly for most of our clients is in the biotech, biotech healthcare space. So, um, yeah, you know, but tie, like, but like in terms of capital raising, like didn't a tie, a tie life sciences raised over a hundred million, 125 blocks. million. Yeah, like there's real money that's being put to work yeah. in this mm -hmm. in this space. So it's not like it's going to be some, you know, scam. Like this is a real industry that people are putting money to work in. And uh, you know, do I think it's going to be bigger than cannabis? I I don't think so. But is it real? Absolutely. It's definitely exciting, and I think 
you, you know, I think going into this conversation, I would have said there's absolutely competition between the, the cannabis companies trying to make sure that the psychedelics aren't going to be taking it all. Cause there's, uh, from what I've been hearing is, you know, that this, this is huge. A lot of these investors are very interested in the, the mental health space and the opportunity that it has. Plus the FDA already uh, ascribing, you know, um, breakthrough status for things like uh, MDMA and psilocybin. That seems like a safer bet, especially if there's going to be any kind of delays when it comes to safe banking, or if it seems like it's not going to be a priority in the the first hundred days of a, a Biden administration or a, a Democratic it's, Senate, you know, two is already out of the tube in regards to cannabis. You know, there's no stopping this gravy train. Like it's it's moving forward. States are going to legalize. They like I said, they need the tax revenue. Um, you know, and then in order, you know, this thing needs to be federally legal in order for it to be descheduled. So. If you want to go down that full, you know, the medical side of things, let's get it descheduled first, right? We had talked about, uh, we had a question or a discussion with um, with Benzinga's Anthony Noto on the podcast. And we talked about, do you think that all 50 states will need to legalize in some capacity before anything happens on the, on the federal level? No. Because I think you're going to get some states that are going to still have some pushback. But I think once you get to a certain amount of states, it's going to be, you know, the the, the federal government's going to have to say, listen, let's we, we need to do something. Here. I mean, we're at the tipping point now already. More people in the U.S. than states the where cannabis like is legal. last three years. Yeah. You know, I think it's just it's going to take a few more states. Once we have the whole Northeast open, ready to go, you know, Pennsylvania, New York, Connecticut. Then we'll, then hopefully some of these mid-Atlantic states. Then we, you know, we can figure it out from there. Yeah, because you're gonna start running into interstate commerce issues here if the, you get so many states that are selling cannabis, and then people are gonna be driving back and forth across them. You know, that's I mean, gonna be Oregon, Washington, and California are, are ready to do that. Yeah, but yeah, but when you have like, uh, you know, if Maryland opens up, and you're gonna have people driving from West Virginia or. Chicago or Illinois and Indiana. Yep. Yeah, you've seen all the dispensaries that are opening up on the Illinois Indiana border, Michigan. My neighbor drives to visit his family in Massachusetts. Yeah, things like that. So (laughs) it's already happening. Yeah, it's already happening. But to avoid the big legal problems that are going to come with that, it's you know just push it forward already. (laughs) In my frustrated state, just just get it done. Nick is channeling his, his Andy Cohen on uh, on CNN on New Year's Eve. But then it's going to be a, a, like, what happens then, right? After it becomes federally legal, like you're, obviously all the banks will be, you know, jumping to put money to work here. Do these bigger guys come in? Coca Cola, Pepsi? Like, I can't imagine they're not going to. Of course they are. Right. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting if they end up, you know, creating their own brands and trying to, you know, hire away talent to to get their, you know, their cannabis brand started, or if they're going to try and, and buy the smaller players. I, I wonder which which it'll be. Yeah. Well, so let's let's go there. Let's talk predictions. Twenty twenty one predictions. Coca Cola buys Kiva. Have a Kiva <laughs> and a smile. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Okay. <laughs> No, that's not a prediction. That would be a fun <laughs> prediction if it actually came true. But um, 
you know, uh, I just, I want New Jersey to get open, get it up and running. And um, hopefully that happens soon. Uh, I'd love to see some of these drinks make it across, you know, from the West coast to the, to the East coast. Would love to see that. Um, have either of you guys had the, uh, like the Lagunitas one? I have, I have not. Yet. No, not yet. I've had some really bad it's CBD good. infused water. Um, but I've also had, I mean, we had house of Saka on, uh, at some point last year. Um, and what, what they did was pretty interesting. I mean, I don't know if, if I'm going to swap out any of my current, you know, alcohol beverages for one of those. I mean, it's a, it's a fundamentally different vibe and different, you know, you can't, you can't sit back and, and, you know, have one or two of these drinks. You need to have like a three ounce shot full or whatever whatever it say save the six pack is that what he's save the six well i mean and that's a whole other <laughs> i mean we didn't we haven't even talked to canada and their wacky laws like you can't yeah you can't buy a six pack from one location right now in canada that's insane correct <laughs> you know until these guys figure out their formulations which it sounds like Valens actually has theirs figured out but um which they do have it figured out but you know some of these other guys that are trying to do some of these drinks it's just i remember going to colorado to visit a client and they had it was like this ginger ale in few you know thc drink um and it was so disgusting it was so <laughs> disgusting i remember getting in the cab after we went to the dispensary and I took a sip in the back of the cab and I, it was, Oh, well, awful. I mean, interesting. This Lagunitas drink. That's fantastic. It, it was great. And it's THC. Yes. It's like a mixed berry tonic almost or seltzer water. So good. Highly recommend it. Well, and the other, I mean, the other interesting thing, look, a lot of our clients have a lot of different perspectives and are passionate about what's going on in beverages. Um, and we just talked to, we just onboarded um, a new client that we're really excited about that we will get on the pod. Uh, I'm not going to say who yet, uh, but we were talking about beverages and he's like, oh, nope, I'm so bored with them. I don't want to talk about them. Yeah. And I'm like, really? I was like, well, you know, I, I, you know, was saying I wish that Kiva had come back with their, their infused hot chocolate. They didn't have it this season. And he's like, and how many he's like understood he's like one that's probably powder right yes it was a powder mix so it wasn't you know a, a drink that needed like shelf stability and you know all of that stuff and he's like and how many times did you drink it and how many times did you drink hot chocolate in general last year and i was like oh two? to be fair <laughs> i bet i've had like 15 cups of hot chocolate since december <laughs> well you live in a in a cold place right now so i guess i understand that but still his point was well taken so I think there's a lot, a lot of, um, a lot of opportunity for, for beverages to, um, to carve out some, some additional. I, agree. I think the beverages though will go, uh, you know, you have the soccer moms who will definitely want to try it. Right. They're like, they'll say, Oh, let's, let's try these drinks. But I also think that you're not going to get away from the guys who are, you know, your regular smokers or the, you know, who are regularly taking edibles. They're not going to make that. Well, switch. Or the guys who are like, you know, Drinking four or five beers when they watch the Bills game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're drinking for another reason. <laughs> we'll let that one go. You don't have to swing it every pitch, Phil. <laughs> um, Nick, what's your prediction? Uh, I think my bold prediction 
would be that we're going to see two to three more states legalize cannabis um, this year recreationally. Uh, they're going to either do it through the, the legislature or some type of bill. I don't think it's going to, uh, and I don't, and I'm not ascribing this to the, the states that passed legalization in, in November. I don't think it will be like New Jersey, Arizona, or any of those. I think we'll have three more states, whether, you know, they're Maryland, New York, heck, even Florida, um, you know, something like that, where it, it'll kind of be a surprising and continue on the, the excitement that, uh, 2021 is building up. My you prediction know, is it's New York. That's my, I mean, it's not big or bold, but that's my prediction. The next one to go will be New York. New York will legalize sports gambling and, and, uh, cannabis. But I was reading yesterday that for sports betting, what they want to do is have it run by the state lottery. Mm. Which you would you would uh, you wouldn't be able to go into a casino to actually place a bet. Well, that seems counterproductive. So why? No, so there'd be no competition. People yeah. would. You know, the 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 path train hubs in Hoboken are basically act as uh, <laughs> act as gambling centers because people from New York take the path into Hoboken to place bets and go back home. Pretty soon they'll be doing that and buying their weed. That they will. Hoboken, epicenter of cannabis in the tri-state area. Cannabis and sports betting. That's my prediction for Hoboken 2021. <laughs> <laughs> You're all of a sudden bummed out you live in the burbs now. I'm not. Especially <laughs> after this whole pandemic thing, I couldn't imagine being in that one-bedroom apartment with <laughs> Henrik and Whitney. And, oh, my gosh. Well. That actually, you don't even know it, but you, you just transitioned nicely. So let's put cannabis aside for a moment. This has been a, a holiday and a year like, like no, no other. And we are all doing things a little bit differently. Um, we're, we're all trying to find comfort in things a little bit differently. Is there anything, I guess, either cannabis or non-cannabis related that is keeping you guys sane? You know, what, what are you doing for, for self-care or what are your families doing? Um, the stuff that you wouldn't normally do, you know, <laughs> That I wouldn't normally do is <laughs> ride my Peloton. But now, <laughs> I, <laughs> now that I've been home, I actually ride it. But I, the thing is, like, because I got COVID. I got it right after Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, I haven't ridden the Peloton well, if you go on and look at my profile, it will say that I ride it once a week just so I can keep that stupid streak going. Um, do you actually ride it once a week or are you I, fibbing? I actually, well, I would ride it for five minutes and do like a cool down ride. Uh, <laughs> keep the streak going. But I, I rode it earlier this week. I did it for 20 minutes and I was sweating so bad. I was like, oh my God. And my output was terrible. But it's just like, I'm still trying to get over this whole COVID thing, I guess. But yeah, getting back on that Peloton will be like my sanity thing for 2021. Phil, I don't know if you know, uh, and convinced me to finally jump in on the Peloton game too. So mine's supposed to show up later this month. And so I'll be, I'll be adding you guys on that soon. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, my, my handle is eat my dust. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not putting my handle out there. Um, <laughs> so Nick, what's keeping you sane? Um, that's not cannabis related. I mean, it, it could be cannabis related, just doesn't have to be cannabis related. Well, one would be obviously shout out to my wife, Quinn. She's been keeping me sane, especially when we were in our 400 square foot apartment. 
Uh, oh, now you make me sorry. feel. I know. I wasn't gonna say Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, you know, lots and lots of TV. It, shout out to. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this, and this is gonna be totally out of left field, but um, this show on Netflix called Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun. It's these Australian improv sketch comedians, and it's incredibly musical and ridiculous and goofy. And I have spent the last maybe month and a half, two months, just deep diving everything they've done on YouTube um, in addition to their six episodes on Netflix. So I would what's highly- it's called, What's it called? Can you text it to me? Yeah, it's Auntie Donna. Auntie I need Donna something. My wife just watched this show Gossip Girl and I'm like, oh, <laughs> so, I couldn't like listen to this guy. Chuck Bass, the way he talks all the time. I'm like, oh, it drives me crazy. No, yeah. So I'll, I'll text it to you, Phil, but Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun on, on Netflix and then on Amazon Prime, my dad and my uh, sister's boyfriend, Jordan, have got me totally hooked on this Canadian sitcom that was on in the, the mid-2000s called Corner Gas about this like gas station owner in the middle of nowhere, Saskatchewan, and it's super sarcastic and just dumb funny. Uh, I, I, <laughs> those are the things that I've been watching just to keep myself sane but um the only other thing i can say in addition to that is we just adopted a little puppy named frankie and he is just a, a wonderful big ball of energy and so he's he's now my my main focus on a day-to-day basis all right i love that yeah. well and what are you what are you doing not to, to, to lose your mind um well obviously shout out to my amazing husband steven <laughs> love of my life um <laughs> um obviously uh, the, what steven is a bills fan too oh steven's a bills fan and he's super excited right now so um sports has been definitely something that has kept us sane in spite of um clemson's uh um embarrassing loss the other day, but, um, the Peloton definitely, uh, has kept us sane. Um, just kind of moving our bodies <laughs> at some point during the day is really helpful and cathartic, but also, uh, cooking and baking. I mean, I, I've, I've always liked to cook, but, um, I'm not necessarily the best baker, but I'm finding that, you know, following a recipe and, you know, having your, your brain and your hands just busy for, for a couple of hours, you know, is just something that, that has been incredibly comforting and relaxing to me. Um, and yes, I have gained weight in spite of the Peloton because of the cooking, but you know what? gonna happen it's fine didn't steven make like that very like what, what did he bake recently he, well he made some babka which was amazing babka. oh that mm. did look really good yeah but i mean we've made challah we've made um a bunch of cookies uh you know so it's been it's been really fun that in in that regard so um yeah so that's what i've been doing good you forgot that hockey's coming well i forgot to say that hockey's coming back on the 13th so looking forward to that and spending more time during this pandemic with my family just talking <laughs> <laughs> love it well thank you guys so much um i think that uh this was a great start to the new year um it's a little all over the place but that's kind of where we are at the moment and that's okay so thank you guys uh thanks for listening um again if you want to 
email us. We love your feedback. So email us at greenrush at kcsa.com. If you want to find us on Twitter, check us out at the underscore greenrush or on Instagram at the greenrush underscore podcast. And be on the lookout for some fun stuff we're going to do over social this year because we have an awesome new social media director um, who's got some great ideas and we're, we're really excited. So with that, have a great one. Let's go Buffalo. One take, Shay. One take. Cannabis! Cannabis!